Hey everyone, welcome to the Make Time Podcast. My guest today is Red Gaskill, who actually works with me at 368. Uh, We talk about how he made a career for himself in the social media world and how he was able to really leverage his resources and get creative to make things happen for himself. I hope you all enjoy. Red. What's up? Dude, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I remember when you first came to 368, when I first met you, Mm -hmm. um, which was when? when? When did you first come? Uh, I think it was sometime around May. Yeah, I've been wanting to have you on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I've been like in the process of getting the studio up and running. Mm-hmm. And now it's actually... Looks great. Now it's actually to the point where it's functional. Mm-hmm. Got the desks out. Yeah, no, this is awesome. <laughs> Did you get this all done at the Chinatown spot? No, man. I actually got this all done here with me and Colin and Patrick. Oh, I mean, did you buy this wood? Yeah, yeah, yeah from Chinatown. Yeah, always. Nice. Everything's from them, man. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I wanted to talk to you about how, um, how you got to three six eight, or basically how you got here in New York City, because you're originally from Cali. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's about been about a year since I've been here in New York. October first was like I pulled into New York State. Uh, after a 16-day road trip. But to give that context... Wait, 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 by yourself? Yeah, it was terrible. Don't... I mean, it was awesome, but it was also terrible. Don't drive by yourself. Have, like, a person with you. At least. That's, that's yeah, wild. Switching off driving is so key. Uh, but to give that context, I was working at this company called Everlane for about five years. And during what, my time there... Um, what were we doing at Everlane? Sorry. I was about to answer yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was employee number 13, I think, uh, and so er, very early on. And, and for those that don't know, Everlane is a direct to consumer company that makes, uh, very beautiful luxury basics and anything from your basic white t-shirt all the way to, you know, like a very nice cashmere sweater, leather bags, um, women's shoes that are made in Italy soon men's shoes a sneaker is coming from what i've heard and uh during my time there i was customer experience associate so helping people with their orders you know just that that frontline staff and then by the time i left i was you know running all of their social so um after about five years i decided i really want to live in new york we had done so many events here so many parties so many pop-ups activations all sorts of things and every time i came to new york i was like i don't want to leave so um ultimately it came down to a decision and i was like well i think i need to spend at least the last of my 20s in new york so and that's how i got here how old are you red i'm 29 years old okay yeah and what i found interesting was everybody that stopped by at 368 mm-hmm. and when they get introduced to you like oh this is red he used to run the social for mm-hmm. everlane everybody knows everlane and they're all they seem to be all familiar with your work even like sam shepherd they're like oh yeah i know red i, I follow red on on instagram when, when you first stopped by i was like mm-hmm. damn everybody seems to be knowing this guy red yeah it has been a little uncanny how it's happened like i remember uh there was a meeting that I wasn't even a part of, but um, this guy, Florian, he works at uh, Google, and he was 
stopping by to talk about, um, I don't know, something. I wasn't part of the meeting. But he, I, I saw his face, and I, I walked in, uh, and I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. At 368. At 368. Yeah. And then after the meeting was over, he comes up to me. He's like, yo, Red, it's Flo. Like, and I was like, oh, yeah, we... <laughs> We were supposed to meet up in San Francisco and take photos because he had sent me a message about how he we were he was getting more into photography and he liked my work at Everland and we had th- this mutual friend and I was like, wow, what a small world, and that's one example. But that happened a couple more times with some other people that because yeah. you know we have a lot of people coming through the space yeah, that man. we want to work with and things like that. And I remember the the weirdest one was. As we were all locking up, it was like a late night in the office. Yes. <laughs> and I, I would just walk out the door, and then this woman goes, Red, She was walking you? her dog. Yeah, she <laughs> was like walking. You were there, right? Yeah, I was there. And she just goes, Red. And I was, and she was like, oh, are you Red? And, and I was like, uh, yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, God, this doesn't happen all the time. So it's become almost like a joke. Yeah, man. Uh, but I guess, you know, I'm, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm a very uh, well-known person or anything like that. So for it to just happen coincidentally so many times, I, I don't know. I still think it's coincidence, but uh, it is kind of comical in the way that it's happened so often, I guess. I, I think what it is, too, is I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people appreciate and admire your work, man. You know what I mean? Like whether it's the work in Everlane or even just on your Instagram alone. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. admire your your creative eye and the photos and videos that you create. Cuz I mean, you have a you have a you have a pretty decent following on Instagram. And Yeah. I mean, my brother has 10 times the following I do. I'm at like <laughs> what 9,000, he's at like 90. So, oh, that's that's another thing. And <laughs> I I found it interesting when I asked you like, "Oh, so is Red your real name?" Uh-huh. You 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 you, you and your brothers all have similar names yes so my younger brother who looks like he's my older brother everyone always asks this when we go he does when we go live uh his name is green and then i have another brother named blue and then rgb yes rgb and then the eldest sibling is my sister and her name is tanya but we call her tan (laughs) that's great yeah um it's you and your brother have a whole series on YouTube. Yes. That you guys have been doing. You're on week 13 or 14 now. Um, so this began uh, back in summer. Because, like, I have, I've tried to make YouTube work. Like, the, the, I think the earliest one was, like, I, I think I was in college vlogging about my accounting internship. And that lasted, like, three days. Is, is accounting what you originally went to school for yeah i know why no see so so this is this is great man like yes so so you originally went to school for accounting Mm -hmm. and then ended up in the creative field yeah i think i was just lying to myself i was like oh yes i just looked up salaries of people and i was like oh yeah cpas you make this much money it's blah 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 like it's it's safe i'll do that then i realized I just hate myself so much when I do this, so I, I, I can't. I feel like a lot of a lot of people lie to themselves when it comes to that. Uh, 
Yes and no. I, I know people who, who are like great at it. It's super them. Like, I don't want to say accounting itself is bad. It's just, it wasn't for me. I wasn't listening to myself. So how did you end up from uh, taking accounting as like your major to ending up in Everlane running their whole social? Um, I mean, I had always been interested in photography or creative kind of outlets uh mostly like digital because like i never thought of myself as a traditional artist that could draw or do anything like that but i always had good ideas i i think i still have this um I, from first grade i have uh this thing like saved in a piece of plastic that my teacher wrote it was like red has great ideas <laughs> and that's the only thing that's on there which i'm like <laughs> okay cool it's like one of those like fake awards that they make up in class uh, but I, so I had always done that and, um, I had a couple of internships in college that let me be sort of creative. Yeah. I ran a Twitter account for a food truck, which if you've ever seen the movie chef, that's kind of like what I was kind of like the kid in that movie where his dad like leaves fine dining and gets a food truck and travels across the country. And the kid's like, all on social media tweeting and like posting photos and stuff dad doesn't understand what's happening until like tons of people start showing up yep and i I was basically that kid except i was like 21 years old not like 12 um and then i had another internship with a router company called d-link and they make um yeah they make routers and webcams and all sorts of i I ran the facebook page I, i i did facebook contests so that uh stay at home moms could win webcams and other fun things like that so you've been running social accounts for a while i mean not really that was just like i was in charge of the facebook page and i would like make a start a raffle and i would pick someone who would win it and it was it was not the most creative job to be honest but it that's like i went to a cubicle and i understood how that world worked and i was like this is not for me um and i ended up at let me know if this answer is too long, too, because no, I can get You're very good. detailed. No, please, do. We have time, Red. We have time. Do we, though? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're making time, time out money. here, man. Okay. We're making time I out like here. I like that. Um, so then I moved to San Francisco, and I was working at this place called The Culinary Edge, and they do everything. It's basically like a an agency for food businesses. So if you have a restaurant or if you're, you know, in consumer packaged goods, like you sell in the grocery store or something like that, they help you. Um, Jamba Juice, their breakfast menu was made by this lab in San Francisco. Uh, And I was working there as a consumer research intern. How old are you at this point? I think I was like 22 at this point. Yeah. So I'm 22 years old. And I'm working at this place. Uh, it's an internship, and thank God my sister is older and runs uh, HR at Toyota at this point because she helped me negotiate like minimum wage plus my transportation paid for, being paid for. So I negotiate oh, that from nine, and I'm working there nine to four. And then I have a second job because San Francisco is expensive. Out here hustling. I have a second job, and I'm working at Uniqlo uh, a couple days a week from uh, basically like six to midnight, or um, what, or graveyard shift, whatever needs to get done, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 
So I'm doing that and I pretty much burned myself out by December and I'm like, okay, I got to quit one of these. So I quit Uniqlo because it's affecting my performance at my internship. And at some point in January, I think one of my coworkers at the Culinary Edge, she's sitting in a cafe and someone asks her if she could give feedback on this website. And the website is Everlane. And she's like, oh, this is a cool website. You should come to our office and show it to the rest of the people here. So I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen this on Tumblr because I used to like follow like the hashtag menswear Tumblr gotcha. uh, scene, kind of, all of these like funny bloggers and stuff. They, they It's crazy because they all work at like Complex and Vice and GQ now. But um, yeah, I'd seen the website and I was like, oh, this is cool. I gave them some feedback on thoughts I had and then... At the end of their presentation, they asked to take photos of the office. And I was like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Take as many photos as you want. And they mentioned that they're, sh they're shopping for a new space and all this and that. And my internship is ending at this point. And I know in my head that, like, okay, my contract is up. I don't have anything else lined up. They just said they're shopping for a new office space. That must mean they're hiring. So I asked them straight up. I'm like, are you guys hiring? Because my con like, what what are next steps here? Can I email you? Like, how do we do this? And I was so naive then. I was like, whatever they taught us in school, that's what I was doing. I was like, okay, I'm going to yep. write like a nice thank you note and do this <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, we exchanged emails. And then um, I eventually have like a, a couple of phone interviews and the the first phone interview I have is with their head of engineering, and his name is Nan. He's a good friend now. Um, Shout out to Nan. Yes. <laughs> and Nan is very direct, and it was so hard for me to read him, especially on the phone. So I just thought it went terribly. And as a follow-up, I was like, okay, what's a creative way for me to get into the door here? Like, I don't know... Um, I don't want to just send like a nice email. I feel like that's lame. Like everyone just sends an email. Like how do I really stand out from the pack? Because mm -hmm. also in my head, this company is huge. Like I had no idea. Like you look at the website, you're like, wow, this is a beautiful website. You look at the products, you're like, damn, this must be like a 50 person company. It was like 10 people working in an office at this point. Um, oh. Probably not much bigger than this. There was probably like a conference room attached to it, but I didn't know that. So, And just uh, for everybody listening this space that we're in right now is like just under 200 square feet yeah so there's probably another like 80 or 100 square feet for a conference room that was attached to it but anyways um i didn't know that i just thought it was a big company because of the website and in this so i the phone call ends at like 4 p.m I, like, walk home. I didn't have to work at Uniqlo that night, thank God. And then I have this idea. I'm like, okay, I'm going to replace the, instead of a thank you note or an email or, like, bringing something to the office because that's creepy, I'll, I'll, I'll send, like, a, I'll redesign their website. So, like, I changed the, the, uh, the way, I, I mean, it's on my blog, so... I don't know if we can... can What's we your blog? Yeah, 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 definitely. So, okay, it's rnwn.wordpress.com. And then, yeah, scroll down. 
RNWN. Oh, you guys are going to find out something new, too. So keep scrolling. What does RNWN stand for? Right now, right now. Okay, so how, how I follow up an interview is the one. So, yeah, that's that's what I did. Hey, is right that you? There. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's 22-year-old Red? 21-year-old yeah, Red? Young Rojo. <laughs> um, and I basically redesigned the website to have my information on it. Uh, I took the model photos almost exactly the same. And I just wrote, like my thank you email in that bottom like product description and then i changed add to cart to add to team and when you click that button it sent me an email but what? It, it turns out like they didn't realize that add to team s- sent an email like because oh. i sent it as a pdf i didn't know how to make a website so <laughs> i just sent it as a pdf with that little bit of code attached in there and th- they thought it was cool they hell yeah that's cool m- it's funny because I was like, yeah, I worked, I mean, I freaking worked all night on this thing. And now I could probably make that thing in like five minutes. But I was just trying to figure it out as I go, like in Photoshop and all that. Um, I And t- the lighting in my friend's apartment was super yellow and terrible. <laughs> so I actually had like my friend using a second camera with flash on it to fill yeah. as I had this other camera shooting. And it was just like, I don't know. We were just trying to f- make it up as we go and improvise. And it turned out okay enough. And I was like, I have to send this by 8 a.m. So that like blah, 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 And So it was like the first email. Yes, yeah, like first the top email. Top of the inbox. Blah, and none of that mattered. But they did <laughs> follow up at 4. I remember getting a response from Non at like 4, 4 p.m. that day saying, hey, can you come in? And you know, still another couple of weeks of conversations and emails and, but, uh, eventually I got the job and then I was, you know, a customer experience associate making $12 an hour. When you say customer experience associate, so what were you like day to day? What were you doing? Oh, I was answering people's emails who, who had, <laughs> or so I had done all this work, but I was making a bet on my future self because I mean, I thought it was a really cool company and, um, I mean, I was very naive at this point. Again, I will say this. Uh, I was like, oh, it's a startup. And I was like, so like, oh, they're going to, I'm going to get in early. They're going to IPO and blah, 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 this and that. And I'll make tons of money, blah. But uh, I, once I had started working there and I understood the mission more and um, working with these people, I was like, yeah, that's, that was dumb. Like, that's not, that's rare. And, what ended up happening was I just started, I, I think I understood myself more. I understood how to do good work and um, made a lot of good friends. So, yeah. So you went from customer experience associate to mm-hmm. eventually running their social accounts. Like yeah. Completely running it. Yeah. And it happened more abruptly than it's, than we make it sound in this conversation. What the details of what happened is, um, there's this woman, Eva, and she is a gem. She was running social at the time, and she was based in the LA office. Everlane used to have an LA office, okay. and uh, I, she had flown up to meet me. She really liked the the application that I had made. Dude, that's a creative, right? great idea. Just yeah. like your teacher said, Red comes up with <laughs> great ideas. ideas. Yeah. What? Um. So she had seen that, and she was like. Oh, that was really awesome. And 
she needed some help answering customer because on the on social i mean customers complain about products or they ask questions yeah and she just needs some support so i was like yeah i'm happy to help and then my responses on twitter and facebook she was like hey you're really fast and you're doing pretty good do you want to do more stuff and she just gave me more small projects to do and those led to bigger projects and i think she she went on vacation at one point for about a week and she she said everything's set up all you have to do is push push a button and you're you're good just don't break anything i was like okay and i didn't break anything how old are you at this point i'm still i'm 23 at this point because i i yeah yeah, I'm 23 at this point. So you've been at Everlane for like a year, two years now? No, it was like five months. Five months, got it. My birthday's in June, so. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, so I'm there five months, and then she went on vacation in July or August, something around there. And at some point, she's like, all right, I'm leaving the company. I'm going to go uh, do something else in L.A. now. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And she basically points at me and is like, yeah, Red can do this. And our CEO is like, who's Red? <laughs> well, he, did, he didn't say that. That's an exaggeration. But that's what kind of probably what it felt like. Because uh, it's like, dude, what are your qualifications? Do you even, like, how do you know about marketing, like, Yep. I mean, that's a big bet to make on yeah, someone man. that young and inexperienced. So, uh, it's, it, it was, um, it was a lot of pressure and I was like, I'm not sure I can do this. And she's like, you got this. She coached me through like a couple different Skype phone calls and she answered all my text messages and all this stuff. But, uh, you know, it was, it was a, it it was one of those transitions where you're making it up as you go. And looking back, I think I'm, I'm glad I didn't quit because it started in September, which was also the first time I flew to New York as an adult. And like, I was like, I'm not leaving, but, uh, through September all the way through December, uh, we, it was just I was working very closely with Michael, and I like learned so much. In, Michael is the Michael's the CEO and founder. Got it of Everlane. Yeah, got and it. I learned so much in such a short amount of time, and I I actually almost quit after the holiday. I was like, I remember being like, okay, I'm gonna stick it through the holidays, and then I maybe I'm just not cut out for this. I I think I need to do something else. But after the holidays, he was pretty much like. I trust you. So you were doubting yourself. Oh yeah, I doubt myself all the time, constantly. I think I think that's something everybody needs to always hear too. Is is like people constantly doubt themselves. Yeah. And I th I don't think a lot of people realize that they think that other people are just overly confident and that they have everything figured out. That's something yeah. I always say is like when you're even a kid, you think that like adults have it all figured mm -hmm. out and know what the fuck they're doing. Yep. But then when you become an adult and you start working with people and you start working in companies, mm -hmm. you realize that for the most part, people are kind of winging it. Yeah. I it, mean, you get more skills and experience yes. over time so that you can hopefully not make the same mistakes. Yes. But I mean, nothing is, it's not, you know, the world is not a computer where you just put in yep. like a command line and then, you know, it does the thing. It like people are, unpredictable and oh, um yeah man 
there's yeah there's just so many variables that it's hard to always calculate what's going to happen so you, you you just have to be flexible enough to adjust and adapt and so you were doubting yourself but mm-hmm. then at this point past the holidays michael the ceo basically said that he trusted you in that like he... yeah there was there was a lot of more trust and freedom and um what was that Oh. Oh, thanks for the donation. Who was that? Shout out. Who, do we got to shout him out right now? Oh, it didn't come up. No worries. No worries. Okay. Shout out to whoever donated that. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Seriously. Uh, you could also Venmo me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Michael started really trusting you. And I think that's a yeah. big thing is when, um, when people just trust your, your, your judgment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've always struggled with that. I always feel like my insecurities mm-hmm. were, my insecurities are big and sometimes I don't even trust myself and people mm-hmm. around me can feel that and then they don't trust me. Mm-hmm. And then that, that affects my work and my creativity. But I remember working for Casey and then there's just so many times where he'll tell me to do something mm-hmm. and then I'll kind of question it and then he'll immediately respond with, I trust your judgment. And then mm-hmm. he's like, and just, just execute. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's great. It's empowering, man. It's oh, empowering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and that stuff just takes time. Like, you know, we're all humans. We're not just, again, we're not computers. Our software needs time. Uh, and like, I just put myself in his shoes. He's, he founded this company. He's been building it since day one. How is he going to just let some 23 year old kid, you know, uh, start? And he wasn't that, he's not that much older than me, but still, uh, like, just let someone take over, you know, one of the biggest channels of communication for our customers. Like, number one is the, you know, website and email. And then closely following that was social. Like, Everlane yes. had a really big um, cult following at the time. Yeah, man, social's huge. So it's just like, oh, I'm going to give it to this guy? Like, how do I know I can trust him? Okay, put him through the ringer. Yep, spend and then, time with you. Spend, spend time. time with me. Yep. Um, and it wasn't always pretty. Like I'd made, <laughs> I made so many mistakes. I remember, uh, we had this, we had this event, uh, that kind of ended our summer series, uh, campaign called where I travel where we, what year summer, this, of... is, this is that first year before I took over social. So we had okay. been running this campaign in the summer that Eva had started called where I travel and it was going to end with a gallery event in New York City. Uh, j- just so everybody can follow. Summer of what year? Uh, 2013. Okay. So summer of 2013, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's when I got hired. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, wow. It's weird to think that that's so long ago. Yeah, um, man. It's wild. But yeah, it's the same summer. That's it's my first year. I'm yeah. customer experience associate, and then um, the summer ends, and we have this gallery event in New York City, and you know I'm working with a photographer to take photos, and then I'm I'm trying to get him to send me some like selects just quickly so that I could post something on social, and then it's like a nighttime event, and like I'm not happy with what I'm getting. And then, like, we don't really post anything because I'm waiting for the photographer to send me photos because he didn't want to send me them, like, during the event. Which I was like, I I guess, you know, people work in different ways, right? So he's, like, editing them while he's on the train home to Boston. I don't get them till the next day. 
And I remember we had like another shoot or something the next day and like Michael's so mad and he he like tells me he's like you know I think it's really weird that we had a so an event about social media about Instagram and we didn't post anything on Instagram that's valid I was like yeah dude you're right I fucked up (laughs) but at the time I was just like damn it oh my you know the world's ending of course I'm gonna get fired I didn't get fired the photographer's not working with you he's like oh i mean no the photographer's cool he's a great dude and he's super talented it's just like he wasn't giving you the photos though right i mean he was it's just like you can't rush people sometimes and like i didn't communicate that ahead of time that i was gonna be like hey i'm gonna need some stuff on the fly like it it was just like uh it was just an experience for me dude right that's something i've been learning a lot from you is Uh uh-huh I think one of my weak points when uh, when it comes to work is communication. Because mm-hmm. yeah. when I was working with Casey, it was just all mainly just, I'm, I'm just working autonomously. Casey just says, do this, do that. And then like, I just go. Yeah. And then that's something that I've been learning from you is, dude, communication is so fucking important. Yeah, man. It's, it's how our ancestors figured out, like, you know, drawing on the walls to communicate with each other telling each other stories to entertain themselves. I mean, like, it's kind of the... the, It's kind of the only way, like, we've evolved as a species, like, being able to communicate ideas and shit. Yep, because, like, the way I think about it, too, is, like, if if your heart or something in your body stops communicating with something, that's when shit goes wrong. You know what I mean? Like, if communications fail, that's where where things go wrong. Yeah. So, anyway... um, so now you're in good with Michael. Mm-hmm. And then, so he hands, he basically hands over the reins for the social. Yeah. I think it became, it came, it became like very official by like November, December ish. Cause I had been reporting to two different bosses at this point, one in operations, uh, Michael and, you know, he's the CEO plus CMO at this time, at this point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then it was like, okay, we got to like, kind of decide where to put you now and i'm like okay i think i wanted to finish and continue to do the the marketing thing dude and then so you came in this all started from just somebody asking you to to just give your two cents on their website yeah we called them web alongs and i think it's a common practice that a lot of startups do it's like because i mean big companies they'll pay for a focus group and blah blah you know like you'll go into this test center where Mm -hmm. you've screened like these people that'll give feedback but i mean like the scrappy way to do it is just bring your laptop with you go to a cafe and then like ask people that look like they might be your potential customers interesting or ask people who won't who aren't who don't look like your potential customers and be like what do you think of this website and then you get you know you get feedback immediately and you're not just looking for the feedback they say you you get to observe their body language the way they speak the way you know like they the way they um the the faces that they make while they're scrolling or reading through the website and that information is valuable like you very you, you, you can you know um garner a lot of insights through that so how long total were you working at everlane so, uh almost like four and a half years four and a half years and then mm-hmm. and then you decide to take 
to take a, a road trip across America by yourself to move to New York City? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to do a road trip at first, but um, I knew I was going to move to New York. I didn't know where I wanted to live yet. But I also thought, hey, you know, when's another time in my life where I will have, will I be freelance or will I get a job when I'm going to have this chunk of time where it's just completely my own? And I I had only been to five different states at this point. So I was like, "I, I think I have some exploring that I need to do. So I was like, okay, I'll do a road trip. How much is this going to cost? Uh, this is going to heat into savings because, like, a flight, you get there, $300, you move your shit. Like, that's very transactional, right? Yeah. I was like, I want to make this an adventure. So um, I planned this thing, and I turned it into a campaign called Red's Epic Drive, which is <laughs> R-E-D. And, uh, R-E-D. I, yeah, and I made, like, a little PowerPoint slideshow that told people why they should invest in me driving across the country. And I pitched it to a couple of brands. No one bit except Airbnb. And they gave me five grand to use uh, in Airbnb credits across the country. So I would just find cool places to stay, take photos for social, and then, you know, do some stories and uh so you just came up with this idea to pitch this to brands and airbnb well at first it was to pitch to my friends <laughs> oh kind of just like a crowdfunding yeah thing and then i was like oh maybe i should pitch this to brands and then i made like a 90 second video uh to pitch people you know elevator pitch and uh it worked like people sent me money how- some friends sent me a lot of money which i was like dude what how much money did you end up uh raising uh including the airbnb stuff not, or not uh, including the airbnb stuff so airbnb is five grand airbnb is five grand <laughs> that's sick and then the other stuff i think it was around like three thousand dollars three thousand dollars that you were able to to raise for your uh red epic yeah my goal was five thousand what was it red red's epic drive drive red red's epic drive uh so i end up yeah i end up raising like three thousand dollars and then Someone that worked at a car magazine was like, oh, hey, I think we could work with you on this, but only from, like, Chicago to New York. And I was like, well, how am I going to get from San Francisco to Chicago? And then and then I was like, well, I could rent the car, but then I was like, oh, then I have to switch cars, and then all my stuff is in this van. So I was like, I'm just going to stick with Hertz because I already got the van and it's going to fit all my stuff. And then also someone paid me to move like this giant (laughs) lightning bolt thing that they had bought in Germany from uh, San Francisco to New York. So I was like, okay. How much did they pay you for that? Like 500 bucks. Dude, you're just out there killing it, Red. What? So you were able to get, you were able to raise $3,000 on your own from like crowdfunding yeah five thousand from airbnb yeah in airbnb credit so you could stay in (laughs) airbnbs wherever you go yeah and and you got paid an additional five hundred dollars to move a A giant lightning lightning bolt bolt. yeah sculpture yeah from where from san francisco to new york yeah so did they pay for like your your transportation and everything no they just paid me 500 bucks oh and they were just like just get this over there yeah 
damn, Red. So you had basically $8,500. <laughs> Out of nowhere, you raised that to, to, to fund your move from San Francisco to New York City. Yeah. Damn, man. See, do you guys hear that? Like, when people always say, like, oh, money's such an issue. Like, you're out there just making it happen. Like, you're out there, like, using yeah. using the tools and the things you have at your disposal and, like, maximizing your, your you're maximizing, like, your, your efforts and, like, how much you can really yeah. earn. I mean, it comes with, it comes with, like, the more you make, the more options you have, right? Like, when I was making $12 an hour, like, there's no way I would have thought of this because I'm just like, fuck how much money is going to rent and how much is going to food. Like those are the things I think about when I was making like 10 to $12 an hour. I, I don't have time to think about these fun ideas. Uh, but at this point I'm like, you know, I'm five years into my career and you know, I'm making enough that I, I mean, I was making like $86,000 a year plus benefits at this point. At Everlane. Yeah. At Everlane. And I, I say the money thing out loud, not to brag, but just to be because I don't care. And I think it's weird that people have so, such a problem talking yes. about salary. I, th and I agree with you. Like people get into debt and all this other stuff because they're not comfortable sharing their financial situation and asking for help. And I, on the other hand, am completely open and I don't want to, I don't want to over glamorize me hustling and like making like, you know, like whatever the minimum wage in san francisco was at the time or like brag about how much money i make i just these are just facts and numbers and resources and i if someone can help me use my resources better then great if but if uh how am i what am i trying to articulate uh it's just like i want to be i want to learn as much as possible because like my family hasn't managed their finances the best. So I'm just trying not to repeat certain mistakes. Um, and so, yeah, at this point it's like, I, since I have that certain level of economic status, I can, I can comfortably make decisions and I have creative. I can, yeah. I have freedom to think yeah. about these things that could be fun and maybe make money. And, yeah, so I had the time to do that and the luxury to do that, and I think I was very lucky that I was able to to um, have that experience. Lucky, and not, I feel like definitely there's some luck there, but I think you took the initiative and you you were you weren't making excuses, and you were just you were doing you were doing what you wanted to do, and I think you were doing it in like a smart, calculated way, and you were just like, why not? Why not try this? And well, what's there to lose? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. What are you going to lose? Probably, yeah, nothing. It's just either <laughs> the trip was going to be expensive or the trip was going to be cheap. <laughs> and then, yo, that's that's wild that you were able to do that, right? That, that's super impressive, man. But and it's, a, yeah, I mean, it's a culmination of things, right? Like I had been running social for Everlane and people liked the photos and things that I had done there. So that allowed people to trust me. Is yeah. knocking? No, that's, they're just probably moving stuff upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> got it new york city man yeah man and then so your yeah. road trip took how long was just 16 days <laughs> yeah cause by I, yourself yeah i mean my last day at work was september 15th september 16th uh, i woke up and i i mean i already finished packing because i'd moved out the week before 
Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, <laughs> real quick. So when you first started Everlane, how much were you getting paid? I just wanted to know. Like 12 bucks an hour. And then you, at the end of it, you ended up having a salary of 86,000 plus benefits. Yeah. And like, and equity and stuff like that. And that was for, in, in, in a span of like four or five years? Yeah. Dude, that's what's up, Red. That's so dope. Yeah, I guess, you know, like, looking at it, it's, yeah, that's pretty good. That is, man. What? And then, like, y- you went to school for accounting, and then you kind of just carved out a whole different career for yourself. Yeah, but that's not uncommon, right? Lots of people do that. And lots of people also end up not doing that and end up failing and end up, there's a whole bunch of shit that goes on. But just hearing you, hearing mm-hmm. what you went through is just so... To me, it's really impressive, and like even just getting to work with you, mm-hmm. I like. I'm like, oh, this guy's this guy's different. Like, I could, I could, I could see it. You know what I mean? Like, thanks. No, nah, man, and um, just being real. Uh-huh. Um. So anyway, back to your 16 day road trip. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> by yourself, dude. That's crazy that you did that by yourself. Yeah. I, here's the thing. I always underestimate how much work something is. Everybody. And then I does. get into it, and I'm like, oh god, this is. What did I sign up for here? Jeez. Dude, that was us yesterday with the fucking overhead shooting rig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought it was going to be... I mean, like, you look on a map, right? Like, you look on your phone and you're like, oh, yeah, America's this big. This is how big America is. It is not just this big. When you, like, expand that scale of real life, I, like, I... And I, I didn't... The route I planned was not straight. It, most people will, you know, go about yeah. 3,000 miles across, you know, and take the shortest path. I had several national parks and landmarks that I wanted to see. So mine went uh, from San Francisco to Sacramento to see my dad, and then I went down to Yosemite, and then I went all the way up. Oh, no, and then I went down to, like, Utah to Bryce Canyon, Zion, which I actually didn't get to see Zion because I ran out of time. But then I drove all the way up to Montana to Glacier National Park. I hear Montana is beautiful. It's great. But I, that drive is a lot longer <laughs> than I thought. So I actually ended up stopping in Salt Lake City because I was like, I'm, I'm fucking tired. Mm-hmm. T- driving, like even with cruise control, you, you, you got to pay attention. You got to be alert. And I don't want to like fall asleep and crash. So I just took breaks whenever I needed to. Uh, but you know, driving in a van that's full of your crap and you're just like, and a lightning bolt. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not the most fun thing to drive, but, uh, I mean, I got a lot of cool drone shots, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. Um, sorry. What was the question? No, no, no. It was just, it was just, uh, talking about your 16 day oh yeah road trip yeah so it was it was a lot to pack into 16 days i wish i stayed longer in some places but uh reconnected with a lot some friends after that first leg which was mostly myself nature and national parks yeah yeah. so so then you went to month so what was your what was your route okay so it was san francisco sacramento then yosemite um utah and then or I mean, sorry, Zion and Bryce Canyon, then Salt Lake City, uh, stopped in Yellowstone for a couple hours, then Glacier National Park in Montana, then from Glacier, 
Uh, I had to go through South Dakota, and I stopped in, crap, I don't even remember the place, but it was just like for four hours to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, got to Minneapolis, which was really cool. Okay. That place was, I wish I spent more time there. Did you ever, did you ever go, sorry, what were you going to say? I I didn't get to go to the Walker Art Center, which I really wanted to do, but um, that's fine. I mean, the city's still there, so I I guess I could visit anytime. Um, And then Chicago. Did you end up, did you end up doing that deal with that company in Chicago or no? No, no, no. So I got to Chicago, um, hung out with my homie Richard, and then from Chicago went to Detroit. That was fun. Spent uh, from Detroit, I went to Toronto and had a lot of fun in Toronto. Reconnected with my homie, Ollie, and then it was Toronto to New York. What did your family think when you were when you said that you're just going to pick up and just move all your stuff to New York City? Uh, I mean, they kind of... I don't want to say they're whatever, but they're just, like, supportive. They they think that, like, I know what I'm mostly doing, and they're they're cool with it. Um, my sister, she'll have more questions usually, like, oh, how are you going to pay for this, blah, 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 this, 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 this. You know, a lot of logistical stuff. But I've I've been able to, you know, uphold my obligations. Credit's still good. So, you know, I think I'm doing fine. And then when you moved to New York, did you have, did you have friends here? Did you have an apartment already laid out ready for you? No. So I had no, um, I didn't know where I wanted to live, but I asked my aunt cause I have an aunt here and I have cousins who are like the same age as me and my brother. Yeah. Uh, so they, their house is still here and they had moved out obviously cause they're the same age as me and green. Well, I mean, not obviously. Some people don't move out. But uh, they had moved out, and so there are some empty rooms in this house. And my other cousin had lived in this house for some time before she found an apartment. So I was like, okay, great. I'm going to do that. I'll stay for two weeks, and once I find my spot, I'll move there. And they were like, why are you in a rush? Just stay through the winter or whatever. Take your time. Really find the place you want. And I was like are they just saying that to be nice or should I, I don't know. Then my cousin told me she had moved like three times after moving out because she, she was like, she rushed it. And yeah. I was like, Oh, maybe they just, they just don't want me to make the same mistake. So I, I stuck around for about three months and I had some friends cause of work. Cause I had visited, you know, New York probably for like two months out of the year, every year since starting to work for everyone. And everybody knows you now. There's <laughs> a lot of people that don't know me. Um, but yeah, so I had like a, a network of friends and then two of my friends, uh, who I, I've hung out with the most. They're probably some of my best friend. They are my best friends here in New York. It's uh Kunal and Yumi been hanging out with them a lot. We actually did. It's funny. Cause I still had some Airbnb credit left that was expiring. And once I had gotten <laughs> to New York, we went on a road trip to montreal like almost a, a couple of weeks after i had been in new york and that was fun so how much credit did you have left over i think i had like a i don't know like five or six hundred bucks left okay yeah so okay. it was enough for like a nice weekend damn i forgot that you stayed in all airbnbs real quick so you probably stayed in like dope spots too just like cool little yeah 
Oh man, that's sick. Yeah. I mean, one of them, one of the photos I used, I, I took the photo with my drone. It was like a tree house in Montana and it, that's, I, that's on your Instagram, right? Yeah. It was snowing and, um, or it was raining when I got there. It was the middle of the night and they, they left a flashlight out on a stick. Yeah. Are you pulling up the, inter- oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just keep scrolling. Uh, yeah, it's that, that tree Look at house that. looking thing. Look at that tree house. Yeah, it was, it was raining and like I had been reading the reviews and they were talking about how a, how someone saw black bears and I was like, I'm going to die. Cause I had pulled up and they had a sign that pointed to the treehouse with a flashlight on it and the flashlight was not bright. So I just used my phone and I'm walking through this pathway and I'm like, where the hell is this place? Oh my God. I'm completely alone. No one's here. I'm going to die. That's this terrifying. Is... And then I find the staircase. I run up, open the door, shut it. And I'm like, oh. and I look around and I'm like, oh wow, this place is really nice. I feel like running up the stairs, like it just adds like scariness to it. You yeah, know I mean? of course. Yeah. It was unnecessary, <laughs> but that's how I felt. And, um, I woke up the next morning and it was snowing and I was like, it's September. What is happening? And it was just beautiful. I was like, damn, this is sick. So that's a crazy experience. Yeah. And then I flew the drone, crashed it and then replaced the propellers and then flew it out again. And then I uh, took that photo and it was one of Airbnb's most engaging photos of that year fucking awesome right there dude yes i got an email they were like (laughs) hey we'd love to include this uh photo in a press roundup for blah 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 we may or may not use it but we want to get the we want to let you know and like can you sign this form and i was like okay i'll sign the form then the article came out and they didn't use the photo and i was like damn oh well at least i have that email that validated me (laughs) so so then now you're in new york city Uh uh-huh how did you end up at 368? So um, I have a friend. So I'm in New York City and it's December and I'm making a video about like, I'm trying to figure out how to get more freelance clients and like tell my story. So I make like a, I make a, um, it's, I'm like, oh, January 1st, that's the beginning of the year. This is a good time to drop a video. So I kind of wrap up my last couple months and I I had recorded not a vlog, but like I just recorded footage on the day that I was going to tell Michael I'm, I'm quitting. So I had just, I had been sitting on it and I was like, how do I, do I use this? I don't know. Maybe there's something that it could be good for. So it's December and I'm like, hmm, what do I make? What's like a good, and I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use some of this footage and I'm going to talk about like what I had done in my career up to that point and what I want to be doing for this next year. Yeah. And it, it ended up being like a, um, two, three minute video that I put together. Didn't sleep for like two or three days because I was just trying to perfect it and I sent it to like all my friends and got their feedback and made changes. Dinesh, one of my best friends in San Francisco, 
he uh, he helped me so much. He's actually the voiceover in the beginning of that video, and um, that so and I'm giving backstory because it, it leads into this other stuff. Please do, man. And I released the video, and a lot of my friends support it. Some strangers see it. Lots of people start tweeting me, and things start coming in. I'm like, oh, this is great. Was that me? Whoops. I'm not sure. Yep, that's me. Um, and the I put it out, and then my friend Baldwin he hits me up, and he's like, "Dude, that was great. We should we should link up now that you're in New York City." I was like, "Cool." So we link up, and we're talking about video stuff, and he he and I share the mutual friend. He has a friend and he's like you should meet this guy paul i was like okay cool and then that actually that meeting never materializes and i was like oh, okay whatever i'm gonna just keep doing my own thing I, I i have a bunch of other freelance stuff that i do and then eventually the conversation cir circles up again and then i i get invited to come over to 368 and then um it's just a couple meetings and where i learned more about like what's happening and then uh i learned more about like what needs to get done and i'm like hey i did this thing is this helpful and they're like oh yeah this this is great and then basically i just started working and um they haven't kicked me out of the building yet so yeah i remember when i first met you you were you were helping us design, like, the storefront. Yeah. I remember you would just come in, and I would just be like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. And then, like, we met, and I was like, oh, shit, you're Filipino. I'm yeah. Filipino. So immediately, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, shit, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, so there's another, there's a um, Elaine from Droneworks. Yeah. She's also there sometimes. And then, yeah. And I found out she's also part Filipino. And I was like, yeah. damn, hell yeah. Yeah, you know, actually, <laughs> during lunch yesterday... I found out that we're both from Sunnyvale, which, Sunnyvale is, which is in the Bay Area. Okay. Um, I I mean I don't know if I could say I'm from there, but I was I went to elementary school there and middle school, so she mentioned Sunnyvale and I was like, wait, that's where I lived. What? What a small world. No man, I, and I remember first seeing you and you were just helping us design the storefront. I immediately was just like oh, man, dude, this this guy seems like he just knows, like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, part of it is confidence in, from doing things before, but, yeah, other 10% of it is faking it. But, yeah, no. you got to fake confidence. No, man, be, yeah. that, you that's real. you got to be sure yourself. Exactly, man. Yeah. I remember you were even telling me, like, um, there was times where you were unsure about your work and your... Mm -hmm. and like your your content that you make and then now you're pretty confident about that and hearing you say that i was just like damn man like that's how that's how i feel at times yeah um well i mean i'm not confident in my work i think my videos need a lot i i see every week as like a consistent failure but at least i'm failing constantly and <laughs> getting better yep uh that's huge. But I'm I'm not happy where, with where my video work is at. I think it's getting better, but you know, that takes time and I don't I don't have any problem doing it publicly.
No, and, and I think that's great that what you and your brother are doing with your whole Red versus Green series. Mm. That's constant. Which I still have to edit my video today. <laughs> so, like, let people know what, what that whole concept is, is, is you guys come up with a video every week. And I think that's great to, to just make yourself better at making videos. Yeah, I mean, the simplest thing is, like, yes, we could make videos ourselves. But I think having a partner gives us accountability. Yeah. Um, and at first, we, when we would make these videos, they were the same exact theme. And then we would, you know, we would we wouldn't talk the whole week, and then we would post, and then we'd talk about it. But now it's much more collaborative because I think the consistency is there. That's what we did before, and now it's more like, hey, what we'll have we have more phone calls or FaceTimes, and we're like, hey, what are you working on this week? Oh, okay, cool, that's good, and we're actually helping each other make each other's videos. Yeah. And it still has that, it still can be competitive where we ask people like, hey, who did better? But it doesn't, we don't have to work in silos. And I think that's been helpful because now we're like a support system for each other. We can give each other feedback or notes and like, you know, we're, we're both committed to a similar goal. So it's easier to, to casually talk about these things. I feel like sometimes I'm annoying my friends with my rough drafts or my, scripts or things like that and like now i can just send them to him and be like, okay and we get each other you know like we've been brothers for quite a long time <laughs> and I, those are things that y you wouldn't progress if you never just started doing these things you know what i mean like yeah yeah you learn through action right like yep. you can think about stuff all day but like you can't think your way into becoming a professional you gotta you gotta do some stuff and fuck up yeah, man. I think a lot of people are just always worried about that shit. Yeah. About fucking up and failing. Yeah. So, Red, I, I wanted to talk to you about your book. That was another thing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when I first... So, I got... I don't know if... Here, yo, Kong, could you switch to my cam? So, Red yep. Red made a book. Yeah. An another good, great idea from Red. Yeah. So, the title of the book is Uh-Huh, Honey. Yeah. And it just shows a Yeezy 350 boost on it. Yep. So, yeah, just, just walk me through this whole process of how this even came about. So, in April, Kanye got back on Twitter, and people thought the tweets were funny. Um, almost poetic, in a sense. And I think one of the tweets he wrote was, uh, this is a book I'm writing in real time. I'll work on it when I want it'll be blah, 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 like, you know, like, and I was like, well, what if we just made this a book, dude? And uh, I own this this book from this poet, her name's Rupi Carr, called Milk and Honey. And on the FAQ of her website, she mentioned that she, like, published it herself using uh, Amazon. Amazon has this thing called createspace.com. Okay. Where you can self-publish music, movies, books, what? TV shows, whatever you want. And so I looked at the website and I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, actually, no, sorry. I had that idea first to like just parody the cover. Okay. So I parodied the cover because the cover has like a butterfly line drawing. And I was like, well, I'm just going to draw this easy shoe. And so I drew the Yeezy shoe and I put it on here and then I changed the title to uh-huh honey and I was like this is funny and then I drew like a couple pages um, based on some of the tweets that I 
that resonated the most with me. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna draw these like really fast, shitty drawings. And I just used my trackpad on my MacBook. I don't have a tablet or anything or a scanner. So I'm just like holding down on the trackpad and then like using my middle finger to like draw and sketch stuff like this. This is exactly what I was doing. And I was like, wow, these are crappy illustrations. This is funny. And it, it was funny to me. So I was like, maybe it'll be funny to other people. Uh, so I sent it around to a couple other people. I put it on Twitter and people were like, yo, this is funny. So I, I, I went and got uh, my, my friend who's really into art. She like educated me during Art Basel on like why art is important. And I never really understood art at that level. And like that, I'm not that intellectual when it comes to art, I think. And uh, she basically made me appreciate it more. So I asked her, I was like, well, do you think I should make this a book? Like, is this a good idea? And she was like, yes, you should do it. So I was like, okay. Then I started Googling and that's how I found out uh, Rupee had used this website. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I could use the website too. And then uh, I spent like three hours drawing more things, picking out other tweets. He only had a hundred tweets at the time. So there weren't that many to pick from because some of them were like, photos and other things so i just i just drew a bunch and i was like okay i'm done now <laughs> mate turned it into a pdf submitted it and the next morning i had to fly to san francisco for a work thing and when i right before i board my flight i get an email from amazon saying like your book is available now and i was like what that fast and then my I put it on the internet, and then uh, I I land, and then some of my friends they send me their order confirmations, and then on that Wednesday, some people had received their books already. So, so they just did the whole. You just went through this website, and they did everything. They did everything. I mean, it's like a sixty forty split. So like, but like, yeah, they take care of everything. It's like made to order. It's great. And so, do you know how many copies you've sold of this book? I could probably check, but I don't. I don't know. I think at some point it was like a couple thousand. A couple thousand, and then, <laughs> and, yeah. And wait, and how much is this book it's on 10 Amazon? Bucks. Ten bucks. So, out of just 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 an idea here. Wait, here, Colin, am I am I on a, on my uh, on my yeah, camera? So yeah. just so people could see, these are what the drawings look like. Yeah. Well, let's let's read this one because yeah, yeah, it please. needs context. Cars have four wheels. Hoodies have hoods. It's amusing to me when someone says, this is an original hoodie. Bro, it's a hoodie. And then <laughs> one of the first ones I drew was uh, this one. Here, it, it says... Wait, cut, cut to Red's cam, if anything. Oh, is this, well, now I can't read it. Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah, sorry. We're back on your okay. okay, so it says... You have to protect your ability to create at all costs. So this is your ability to create. This is you protecting it. And this is all costs, which I'm not sure if this makes sense now that I look at it, but... <laughs> is that a meteor? Yeah, it's a meteor. And you're trying to protect the, your, your ideas from a meteor. Yeah. At all costs. You're all putting costs. your life on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dude, so great. someone... This was one of the original pages that I tweeted, and... Someone, I don't know where they're from, I forget where, but they were like, I will get this tattooed. I was like, sick. 
I don't know if they've gotten it tattooed, but I hope so. And I'm, I'm especially proud of this one too. As a creative, your ideas are your strongest form of currency. And it's ideas with two buff arms. Buff arms. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of fun ones in here. I haven't actually looked through this a lot recently. Oh, but this one, everything you do in life stems from either fear or love. And when I got home last night, so I'm going to show something that's on my phone. Um, when I got home last night, uh, the person who hired me at Everline, he had sent me a gift and it said, uh, it was like two books and the letter said, dear red, I have no original. Cause I sent him the book and he's like, dear red, I have no original work to return the favor. So these two will have to do for now. One's for the coffee table and two's for the brain. So it was a book of, um, John Lennon's collected artworks. And then, a another book called the portable february by david berman i'm assuming he's a, he's a very real artist but i don't know how we could pull this up oh wait but... was that on your, was on your instagram yeah it was on my instagram story oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah you can see it sort of but in the book like he drew this thing called the interesting tree which just has the mm-hmm. the branches all say interesting or whatever and i had done a tree that had fear or love written into the branches, which I was like, wow, what an interesting <laughs> um, uh, comparison to have these two next to each other. So that was like, I was like, oh, wow, I can make art, I guess. And then, uh, of course you can. I met this woman earlier today who did an installation uh, at the store um, on Crosby Street. And she's telling me about her work and then we started talking and then someone else brought up my book and i was like oh yeah this is it it's not real art though (laughs) and she's like actually it kind of is and i think she's like the style is very she's like in the art world we call it like ignorant and i was like well okay (laughs) (laughs) and and, but i was like i was like oh god i'm just like i'm this is going downhill but the way she explained it, she was like, no, it's like, you can't like draw, you know, uh, it's when people don't draw like traditionally, like, you know, like very illustrative yeah. and accurate. And she's like, Basquiat was this type of artist. And I was like, really? Are you sure? And she's like, yeah. Like, and she pulled up his work. She's like, see, like, this isn't like what a person looks like, but it's very expressive. And when you see it, you feel something still. And like, that's what the style is about it's like oh cool so red you're you're an artist man i don't know about that but <laughs> maybe you know no i mean when i first read it mm-hmm. i was just like yo dude this is this is so simple but yet it's it's great man like it, it's just yeah i mean i why, I, why I was not? in a flow state when i was doing that i was just like drawing Ooh. whatever like came to the my head i didn't really think about it too much this is one of my favorites which one it's just it's a blank page and it just says pull up in this bitch like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that one didn't really need a exactly yeah man it's um do you mind if i ask how much money you've generated from these books i honestly don't even know the dollar amount i know it paid my rent for at least two and a half months and i think i'm making another 100 or so each month now that the buzz has died down but 
like and how much was your rent for the for the first two months so i mean i've made at least like three thousand dollars from this just from an idea yeah and that you just like off the whim was just like, oh i should do this yeah man red like i think people people need to hear stuff like this because you'd be surprised at what you can do especially at this day and age i, I don't think people are are leveraging what they have at their hands People have more resources in front of them than they realize. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, we have, like, these phones that can do amazing things. And, like, also people that you know, like your friends, they're down to help you. Like, um, I mean, we wouldn't be having this amazing audio recording experience here without Colin's help, right? Absolutely. Uh, and then I don't think my book would have reached the level of success it did without my friend who connected me with someone at High Snobiety who decided, like, yeah, this is funny enough to post about. So that helped. And then, like, you know, friends that tweeted about it or bought it and, like, that, there was this network effect. So, um, And it's yeah. all in, like, the palm of your hand. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, you just have to do the thing so that people can help you. I think where people get really tripped up or make a mistake is they have the idea but then they wait for people to be down to help them before they do the thing it's like you could probably do 98 percent of the work and then you know then ask other people to help if you're asking for help before you've even started uh it's like mm, that i don't know that's not a good look yeah it's like, wait, you haven't invested any of your time or energy into this yet, and now you want me to? I don't know. I can't help you. I'm not going <laughs> to do this for you, man. Oh, speaking of friends um, willing to help out, Red, you were saying that you wanted to have that overhead shooting rig that me and Patrick built. Yeah, um, I just don't know if I can fit it in my house. I don't. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'm more than happy to help you build that. Sick. Do what you can't do in 368 and use the tools and Sick. do it properly and like Sick. scale it down to however you want yeah take the measurements let me yeah. know okay and do i'm more than happy to help you out Sick, with that. dude thank you yeah man um yeah i mean colin is, was there people is there people live watching on yeah. twitch right now somebody uh, this is a book to their car right now <laughs> What's no up? way yeah. what <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> See, but that's what I'm saying, man. Oh, um... You were just talking about the network effect thing. Yep. Yeah. So for, I mean, I guess for anybody, uh, um, anybody watching right now live, I have five of these books. As soon, dude, like I said, as soon yeah. as I found out you had a book, I was like, what? Immediately just ordered yeah. five, man. Oh, man. I'm, I'm just a... Thanks, Doug. I'm just a big believer in, like, support... Thanks for helping pay my rent. Yeah, dude. Supporting <laughs> supporting people you know. Supporting your friends, man. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm more than happy to give out five of these to whoever i don't know like how should we do this uh go on hmm i didn't make like a post i did like a story i did a story too yeah i'll, I'll... You comment if you like and comment on the post yeah, yeah uh, so, so... no i don't no? like that i don't like no, no, making no. people like and comment so let me, let me hear your idea red like how what's a good way to just give out five of your books for free um how would you do it there's people live right now on twitch i, I think they should get like a okay i have a couple of weird ideas let's just let's i'm gonna throw them out there and we can all all the three of us will decide live 
how, <laughs> how which which idea we go with brainstorming with red okay light. so here's a couple ideas one uh we we ask people to call their moms and they tell us how that conversation went <laughs> like just check in like people need to call their moms more you no know? seriously that's um, for real another idea is like pay it forward some way like do something nice for someone and then tell us what you did you don't have to like record it or anything we'll use the honor system here but go do something nice for somebody and then tell us what the nice thing is uh or the third one is write like a letter to someone that has helped you in some way and then like thank them because letters aren't sent that often and um i'm sure we're all figuring things out and people have helped us along the way and it's important to you know like say thank you especially in in written form because like that's when you're writing something that's the only thing you can focus on if you're typing an email you could probably have 10 tabs open you could be listening to music but if you're writing a letter i feel like that's more meaningful so one of those three things okay so then so then then they could hit me up on instagram with like like yeah. Message, just, yeah, just yeah, like you DM dropping the letter in in the mailbox, or like <laughs> screenshot, you know, you the 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 phone convo That's where it says mom, and you know how many minutes you've been talking, like so. Yeah, one of those three things. Yeah, yeah man. So people on Twitch get a head start. Yeah, people on Twitch get a head start. Um, DM me on Instagram. Yeah. Um, Miguel Miola. That's yeah. M Miguel. That's M I G U E L Miola M E O L A. Yeah. Just DM me and then um, just DM me your address and I'll, we'll s- I'll send. Yeah, man. I'll figure out the winners and then we'll uh, we'll send out the books. Yeah, and then if anyone gets me to ten thousand Instagram followers, that'd be sick. But <laughs> you get nothing for that. You just <laughs> you just get my thanks and appreciation. That's a lot, man. Red, I, I, I wanted. <laughs> I think that's a good. I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah, you know, you give people motivation to do good things. That's right? great, dude. I don't want to make people like and comment. I don't want to add like you know. But like, and then for getting you to ten thousand followers, <laughs> there's there's no reward for that. Yeah. But if you're a good person, you'll want to help me. Oh yeah, I mean shit. If Red gets to plug his ten thousand followers, I'm like man, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get to 500 <laughs> you know what i mean like if, if people could help me get to 500 that'd be great man here's the thing cross-pollination doesn't work as well as it used to it used to be there there weren't that many users on instagram so it was easy for people to be like oh hey go follow this account it's interesting now people are following too many accounts so growth is much more fragmented and it's it's a different game now red thank you so much for uh hopping yeah. on the podcast man absolutely dude i love your story Thanks, man. I love uh, it. And 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 now you're you're here at three six eight. Um, like I said, like you're part of three six eight mafia. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Sick. the little, that's the little name that uh that I've been thinking about for, yeah. for like us in three six eight. Yeah. Not a lot of people know what's really going on in three six eight. Yeah. But um yeah, just stay tuned and um, cool. thanks for being on, man. I really appreciate it. Dude, it was fun. Awesome. Thanks everyone for listening. Please follow or subscribe and rate this podcast. It really helps us out. We are out here making time and making moves, not excuses. Thanks again for tuning in.